Hi friends, welcome to another episode of The Fearless Photographer. Today I'm sharing the answers to a question that I received through the SpeakPipe feature on my website. If you haven't already heard of this, it's a feature on my website where you can submit a voice message and I'll answer with a podcast. Tap the record button, introduce yourself and ask your questions, or you can leave it anonymous, but you can ask for advice or insight or something that you're currently struggling with or frustrated with in your business or an area that you'd like to grow in. Think of it as a sneak peek of what a personal coaching session could look like. So while I try to answer as fully as I can and in a way that would help many others, it doesn't compare to having that one-on-one attention tailored to your business specifically and setting goals for where you are and where you want to be or making a plan with you specifically to know the steps to take to reach your goals. So if you'd like for your business question to be answered with a podcast, go to the website, thefearlessphotographer.com and just scroll down to the red button. I'll also leave a direct link in the show notes here. So let's hear from Alyssa. Hey, my name is Alyssa. I've been doing lifestyle portraits for about five years now. I mainly do senior and graduation portraits and some couples and family portraits here and there. I've also done a couple weddings and I have one booked in May. I'm looking to upgrade my Canon Rebel T5 to a new one. So what camera body and lens would you recommend for everyday portraits that can also be used for weddings? Also, do you have any tips or tricks for wedding photography and how would you recommend booking more clients? Thank you so much, Alyssa. This is actually a wonderful, wonderful question. All three of these are actually great questions. And I'm going to do my best to answer the best I can with the time that I have here. But those last two questions alone, I could go on for hours on each one, which I actually do go more in depth with in the Book More Clients signature course, which I'll talk a little more about here in a bit. But I will give you some ideas to get you started in the right direction. So first off, let's talk about equipment and when it's time to upgrade. One of the best pieces of advice that I received as a new photographer, and I will 100% back up from my experience, is to shoot with the equipment you have until you feel absolutely limited by it. Until you're looking at your photo quality and thinking, I'm a better photographer than this. So I actually listened to your message a few times Um, many, many times, to be honest. And I could not quite make out what model of camera that you're telling me that you have. So I'm going to just speak generally to anybody that's listening about when it's time to upgrade your camera or your lenses or when to know when it's time to upgrade. Most likely five years in, you're probably already confident in your work and your style and you're posing and locations are great. You're finding great light and you know how to compose your images and take really great shots. But if the actual look of the image isn't what you want it to be, in that case, I recommend upgrading your lenses before upgrading your camera body. And of course, that depends on a few things. Most likely, if you have a entry level camera, it's either a crop frame or it's got a low megapixel count. So if either of those two apply, then it's time to upgrade, especially if you are wanting to get into wedding photography. So if you feel like your camera quality is good, you just want a better look to the images, like you want blurred backgrounds or crisper subjects, I would consider upgrading lenses first. So most likely the camera that you have is a great camera, but you're either using the kit lens 
which is the lens that the camera came with or was bundled with, or you're using lenses that don't match your style and just aren't giving you the look you want, in that case, upgrade your lenses. But if you're a full-time photographer or you're trying to make this a business or you ever want to shoot weddings, 100% of the time, I will recommend a full frame camera with at least 20 megapixels. So if the quality or the resolution of your images themselves need improvement and you feel like you have great lens choices, it's just the quality of the image itself, you want to elevate that quality, then it's time to upgrade your camera. I will add that before any major purchase like this, I would suggest two things. I would suggest having someone that's experienced take a look at everything for you. They can look at your camera, your lens selection, your work, and see if that's an area that you can improve in with taking a course or learning to shoot in manual or shooting in raw. I would try those those things first. Learning to edit in Lightroom or if in fact you are being limited by your equipment. So without knowing what your work looks like or what lenses you also have, I can't definitively say, yes, you need to upgrade your camera or you should upgrade your lenses first. So that's just something to consider. And the second thing is I would definitely recommend renting the equipment that you're wanting to purchase before you actually purchase. That way you know that it is going to be consistent with your style and that is comfortable for you to use. So for 13 years now and six years teaching classes and four years in coaching photographers, I still 100% recommend Canon. And I'm not going to get into the whole Canon versus Nikon or what brand is better because they all have pros and cons and it's just personal preference. But if you learn how to work a Canon camera, you can pick up any other Canon model and within just a few minutes, be comfortable using that camera. The menu is laid out pretty much the same. The information and the buttons are mostly the same and things are generally called the same thing. And newer cameras, obviously they have some different functions and new features, but for the most part, there's not a huge learning curve. So if you pick up a brand and you love the look of your images and love how it operates, stick with it until your style or your experience says that you need to upgrade. And now that Canon has some mirrorless options, I would highly recommend either the Mark III, Mark IV, or the Canon R6. And of course, I also loved the um, T7i. I've, I've had several different models throughout the year, so it really just depends on your budget and what you shoot and what you're comfortable with. But you don't want to go with a lower-end model now just for the sake of saving a little bit of money if you're going to have to upgrade again in a couple of years. So if you can make it work with what you have and have a higher budget in a year, that's what I would recommend doing. But for example, the Mark III, the Mark IV, the Canon R6 are all some of my favorite cameras, um, but it depends on your budget. Like I said, the Mark III currently sells for around $800 used the Mark IV for around $1,600, and the R6 you can get for brand new around $3,000. So if you plan on shooting weddings, you will absolutely need to be shooting on a camera with dual card slots. So that's why I mentioned those three. They have dual card slots. Now onto lenses. The first thing to consider is if you're moving from a crop frame camera to a full frame camera, 
or from either of those to a mirrorless camera, you have to make sure that the lenses that you have are going to be able to be used on the new camera. So if you're moving from a DSLR full frame camera to say the R6 mirrorless camera, you can simply use an adapter for those EF to RF mount lenses. And I don't know a ton about this and I don't wanna put my foot in my mouth about the different mounts, but I do know that some lenses can be used for crop frame and full frame, but some of them can't. So you just have to do your research and make sure that the lenses that you have are gonna be able to use them on a camera that you're upgrading to if you're going to upgrade your camera. For everyday portraits, I absolutely 100% will always recommend. I love my Sigma Art 50mm 1.4 lens. I will say the lens choices are 100% personal preference, what you're shooting and how you like to shoot it. So I know some photographers that they love their 85 millimeter or they love using a 135 millimeter and that's just too far for me. I like to be closer, but the 35 millimeter is too close except for certain parts of the wedding day. I love it for like a more scenic image, but you have to remember that anything below 50 is considered a wide angle lens. And so there's a little bit of lens distortion when you're taking those images. So you have to remember to take that out when you edit in Lightroom. Also, the 85 millimeter is an amazing lens to have for portraits and for wedding day. And the 50 millimeter on a full frame camera is the most natural to what we see with our eye. And I think that's why I love it. And it actually stays on my camera about 60 to 70% of a wedding day. And it's what I use for all of my portrait sessions. I do use occasionally, I'll use a different lens, but I just love my 50. It is personal preference. And my 35 millimeter, I also use it for group portraits, sometimes getting ready, a wide angle shot of the ceremony and the reception and a few wide shots during the ceremony. And I also love my 35 during the dance floor because of that lens distortion. It just looks amazing when I get in close with people as they're dancing. I do recommend also having a zoom lens in your bag for wedding days, just in case, even if you have to rent one, if you don't shoot that many weddings, I would definitely consider renting over purchasing because a lens like the 70 to 200 2.8 is a very expensive lens if you're just buying it for or five weddings a year. Um, but what I found is that I rented it for a couple of years and I found myself using it more and more throughout the wedding day. So it just made sense for me as many photos as I was taking and as many weddings as I needed it for throughout the year, it just made sense for me to purchase rather than keep renting. Along with those lens recommendations, I also highly suggest learning how to use off-camera flash where it looks natural for any part of the day that you don't have windows or good light, and especially during that dark reception time after sunset. So I know that this wasn't specifically about what you need for a wedding day, but as long as we're talking about equipment, I'm gonna talk about flash as well. Learning to use flash is going to drastically improve the look of your photos as well, and really elevate the quality of your wedding galleries and the quality of those photos after dark giving you the confidence to shoot an entire wedding day, no matter the location or the lighting situation 
or challenge that you might face. This is a little beside the point, but I did want to say this. I'd be lying if I said that every wedding venue that I've shot at is beautiful and has good light. I've shot at some ugly wedding venues and some really small getting ready spaces with no windows or cabins or receptions and orange barns here in East Tennessee. We have a lot of those or outdoor locations with nothing but string lights. And over 13 years, I can say, I think I've seen it all, but every location is different and you have to be able to adapt and figure it out in the moment. And the only way that you can do that is to educate yourself on how to handle those different lighting situations before you get there. So learning flash is going to give you a tremendous amount of confidence going into shooting weddings. So for your last two questions, Alyssa, you asked about tips or tricks for wedding photography and then how to book more clients. And so I'm assuming that you mean in general, how to book more clients. There's just, there's so much to say with these. There's so much that goes into wedding photography and I've learned so much. I mean, I could talk for hours, the things that I've learned over the last 13 years, but if you're new to shooting weddings, my top tips would be number one, show what you want to shoot. The photos in your portfolio are going to either attract or repel the clients that you're wanting. So use your portfolio and everything that you show and how you show it and even the copy and the voice on your website should attract your dream clients. So if you want clients that are perfectly curated and posed and they have ballroom weddings and everything is perfectly polished, that's what you need to show. But if you want lots of emotion and you want clients that want to have fun or they're adventurous, you need to show that on your website. So there's no right or wrong when it comes to the clients that you want. That's all very, very personal, but you have to show what you want more of by posting and sharing those images that attract that kind of client. And the same goes for the venues that you're shooting at and the budget of the weddings that you're currently shooting, which brings me to tip number two, shoot every wedding as if it's a premium client. So one thing that I heard early in my career was that in order to attract and book higher paying weddings, I had to shoot the ones that I had as if they were higher budget weddings. If you're just starting out, most likely your pricing for wedding packages is a little bit lower than what it would be if you were 10, 12, 15 years in. So you can't go in with the attitude, well, if they wanted amazing photos, they would have spent more money. They would have gotten more flowers or more decorations, or they would have booked a more epic wedding venue. You have to learn how to shoot in a way that makes a $5,000 budget wedding look like a $50,000 budget wedding. You have to shoot in a way that they're getting better images from their wedding day than when they booked you. You have to be a better photographer when you're actually shooting their wedding and shooting that session than when they booked with you constantly getting better, learning how to shoot better and shooting in a way that you can't tell it's a barn wedding. I noticed when I first started photography, there was a lot of barn weddings here in East Tennessee. There's a lot of, a lot of different type of wedding venues. Don't get me wrong, but for some reason, the lower end 
lower budget weddings, I was getting a lot of barn weddings. And it was because I was showing a lot of barn weddings on my on my website, my portfolio, my social media, because that's all I was getting. I'm getting more of these because I'm showing these. So I had to figure out what do I want to be shooting? Where do I want to be shooting? And I need to show photos that look like that. I need to be showing images and shooting those weddings in a way that it doesn't show the cows in the background of their ceremony, or it doesn't show that they actually had their reception in the same barn as the horses, literally on the other side of the wall. You have to shoot in a way that is better and better with each wedding. And it is going to take some effort on your part. And it does feel, sometimes it feels mentally exhausting. Always be learning and improving for your clients because that's what allows you to raise your prices as you improve as well. And I've said this before and I'll say it again and again, the way that you grow in your skill and in your business by leaps is that every time you're stumped by something or you struggle with something or feel defeated in your business or with shooting something, go find a business coach, go find resources or take a course that's going to help you improve in that area. So when I shot at a venue that was especially difficult for Flash, I didn't ever want to be feeling like that again. I didn't want to be confused and feel defeated by what to do with my camera and my flash settings to get the look that I wanted. So I went and I invested in a couple of courses about flash. And a few years into my business, I had an extremely awkward couple and I was stumped a few times during their session with the posing. So I took a couple of courses and then I developed my own methods of posing that feel natural to me. And I give direction in a way that's clear and it gets genuine emotion and shows their personality. So that for me is the type of clients that I want to attract. So I had to create that system of posing that would attract those people. So I'll say it again, be a better photographer when you work with them than when they booked with you and learn to capture those weddings in a way that you can make it look like it was more aligned with your ideal clients than, ugh. go back to number two. Number two, shoot every wedding as if it is a premium client. If you're wanting a specific type of wedding or style of wedding or type of client, you're wanting to attract your dream client. Yes, you do have to show what you want to shoot, but you can also take what you have and shoot it in a way that appeals to your ideal client. So you're wanting to learn how to shoot every wedding as if it is your premium client. And by premium, I don't just mean more expensive. I don't just mean they're spending more money on their wedding. You can't go in with the attitude that, well, they're not who I'm trying to attract, give it 100%. Be a better photographer when you shoot their wedding than when they booked with you. So you're constantly learning as you go. You're learning with each wedding how to shoot it better and more aligned with your ideal client. Everything that you do and how you shoot things, and it is mentally exhausting. It does feel exhausting sometimes on a wedding day to constantly be thinking, how can I make this look like the weddings that I want to be shooting. And that's something that we all have to go through is as you're figuring out who your dream clients are. So knowing who they are and what they're wanting and then shooting every wedding as if it's already your premium client. Number three, 
create a timeline early with each wedding. That gives you enough time to capture what you need for them. And if you don't have a timeline, you're at the mercy of whoever is running late or whatever happens on the day of, or heaven forbid, a venue director or coordinator that doesn't know that you can't get all of their flat lay details in five minutes, or that you can't get the bride dressed in five minutes and bride and groom photos in 10. Do what you can to plan ahead with the couple to avoid that situation because that is going to prevent you from getting everything that they paid you to capture. And it leaves you feeling flustered, frustrated. It cuts portrait time down. It stifles creativity. And that's what they hired you for. They hired you for your style. You want to make sure that you have enough time for yourself. Even if it means that the first couple of years or the first couple of weddings or whatever that means for you, that you give them extra time in the timeline and you don't charge by the the hour. Maybe you know that you need an hour of portraits and you're going to take a little bit longer. Every photographer is different. So figure out how much time you need for different parts of the day and make sure that you create a timeline early enough to give you that time. Number four, and most importantly, if you don't remember any of the other tips, I think this one is going to help you the most. Second shoot with another photographer at weddings for let's say 15 weddings, if not more, or as long as you need to shoot with someone to feel confident that you could do it alone. Second shooting is going to give you the best chance at learning how to shoot weddings, what's required of you, how the day should go, how to interact with people, how to deal with obstacles or what to do when things don't go according to plan. That also allows you to capture some images to use in your portfolio and show your skill. Of course, you do have to make sure that the photographer you're working with is okay with that and what their requirements are for you being able to share those images. Ask around in Facebook groups, Ask photographers that you know, ask them to second shoot. If you are experienced, if you've got several years of experience and you feel like your work is good enough to be a second for someone, or just ask to second shoot for them for free until you can prove your value to them, or ask to simply shadow them and carry their bags. If you are not that experienced, definitely talk to them about what they look for in a second photographer and really try to get some good images for them, but also see what working a wedding day is like, because it's probably not what you think if you've never done a wedding. So you don't want to book a 10 hour wedding day for, you know, a cheap rate because it's your first wedding or do it for free and find that you don't love weddings and don't have the equipment that you need, or you don't have enough batteries to last all day or you don't know how to direct large groups of people or manage your time. And I feel like you either love them or you hate them. So second shooting with another photographer is so, so smart. I actually have had a second photographer come with me to a wedding day and tell me about halfway through the day, I don't think weddings are my thing. I think I want to stick with elopements and micro weddings because it was a long day and lots of details and lots of people and lots of moving parts, lots of things happening, and it's not for everybody. And that's okay. So number five, and lastly, this is really just more of a cautionary tip. I do not recommend ever shooting a wedding of your own without the following things. And this is far from being everything that you need, but these are the most important things right off the bat. So a contract, 
backup equipment, meaning two cameras, extra lenses, extra batteries, even if you have to rent an extra camera and extra lenses. Business insurance, so, so important. A camera with dual card slots, that's also so important. And then having an online extra backup process to make sure that no images are lost. So I I know that it might not seem so important if you're just starting out to have all of these things or if you know the client personally, but I promise you disaster happens when you think you're safe and you couldn't possibly lose images or have a camera malfunction on a wedding day or have a client or a friend come back and say they're not happy or they expected something different, but it's happened to the best of us, no matter how careful you are. So you want to make sure that you're protected. And I hope these get you thinking and at least planning in the right direction to get more wedding clients, but there's so much more that I could share with you and show you exactly how to book more clients in your business and not just more because that's not a sustainable business plan. But what we want is to define who our dream client is, learn how to reach them, how to stand out in a competitive market and book more of the work that we want and more of those dream clients. So if you want to hear more about how you can specifically book more of your dream clients, keep listening. I've noticed a common theme in so many of the photographers that I've coached throughout the years, and no matter where they are in their experience level or skill, almost every photographer has asked for help on how to get more clients. But what I've learned over 13 years is that it's not just a simple, oh, you need to be blogging or post more often on social media, or you need to create an awesome referral incentive. And while those things are all helpful, they're actually just a part of the full story. So in my signature course, Book More Clients, I've outlined a seven step framework that when done together in the right order and in the right way, have proven to give you that revolving door of clients coming into your business month after month, year after year. Whether you're trying to actively grow your business or just create a consistent stream of clients. If you're looking around at other photographers and they seem busy and booked and you're thinking, I'm doing all the same things, I'm good at what I do, my clients love me, but you're left thinking, what am I missing? If you're doing all the things that are supposed to work, but you're not seeing results and you're left feeling desperate and struggling to consistently book enough clients, this is for you. This course is also perfect for you if you're an experienced photographer and you're in a slow season of booking in your business and you feel like there must just be a missing piece or maybe you're getting ghosted more than you'd like or you feel like the things that worked before just aren't working anymore. Go from feeling discouraged or overwhelmed with all of the different advice out there or trying to DIY a business plan that promises to bring in clients but ends up taking up all your time with little results to consistently bringing in a steady flow of clients, filling your calendar and reaching your income goals. And while I know this program probably isn't for everyone, if you're listening to this and you feel like what you're doing isn't quite getting the results that you want in your business, then it's time for a change. Think about it this way. You could take the time trying to research and find out on your own, sort through so many Google results or YouTube videos, trying to figure out what will work for you, but where would you rather be this time next month or in six months or in one year? 
why not skip ahead and learn from someone that's already done the hard work and learn the hard lessons and what works and what doesn't and sort of frog leap over your competition that's still back there trying to figure it out on their own. In the Book More Clients program, I hold nothing back. I'm sharing the tried and true methods to get clarity in your business, stand out to your dream clients, convert more of those inquiries, elevate your brand, and create that steady stream of clients into your business. Are you ready for that to be you? Don't wait until you're another month down the road wishing that you were already starting to see those results. Find the link to the course in the show notes to learn more. I can't wait to help you create a business and a life that you love. It is so worth it. I'll see you soon, friend. If you love today's episode, please screenshot and share this to your story and tag me on Instagram at the fearless photographer underscore so that I can see which episodes you're loving the most. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope it was helpful to you and please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. I cannot wait to share what's next, but until then, have an awesome week.